The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the third chapter. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. This is the Sunday that we come back to life. But first, let's talk about death. In the church, there is a long history of practicing memento mori, a Latin phrase that means remember your death. For more than a year, that seems like the only thing that we have done. The emergence of death, the threat of death, the panic of death, and the obsession with death has driven a wedge of death between those who differ on politics and vaccines and news sources and experts and institutions and our future. But none of that is what the church means by memento mori. For Christians, remember your death means think about your death every day as a way to appreciate the present and prepare for the future as a way to love today and welcome tomorrow. One thing we did learn over the past year 
is that the anticipation of death is much worse than death itself. The constant fear of death ruins every moment from now until it happens. That is because constant fear makes death an idol. And an idol demands all of our attention all of the time. And in these last 15 months, the fear of death has certainly done that. But memento mori teaches us to admit that we will die today or tomorrow or the next day. But that our death is just one specific point in time. Not every point in time, from now until then. So the church teaches us to take a moment each day and to remember that we will die and then to be done with it. Remember we will die and then use that memory to our advantage. This is precisely how Jesus shapes Nicodemus in the Gospel for today. Jesus wanted to kill Nicodemus in baptism so that Nicodemus can rise up and live the rest of his life in peace. Of course, it takes some time for Nicodemus to get there. The first time they meet, Nicodemus comes to Jesus by night. Some say it is because Nicodemus was a coward and he did not want to be seen openly with Jesus. Some say it is because Nicodemus was busy all day, so he came after work. But for a pious Jew like Nicodemus the Pharisee, each night was also the start of a new day. And a new day is what Jesus offers us. Like you, Nicodemus was troubled by thoughts of his own death, by the, the fear that he would never see or enter the kingdom of God. But Jesus comforted him. Like you, Nicodemus was searching for life, for God with us, as verse 2 says. And his sight line was clouded by doubt and frustration. How can these things be? But Jesus embraced him. Like you, Nicodemus did not get it right the first time. He left Jesus that night still worrying about heavenly things. And this morning we are left worrying about him. Until we remember that he finally reappears at the specific point of Jesus' death to wrap Jesus' body in linen with a hundred pounds of myrrh and aloes and then to plant Jesus' body in a garden, in a new garden tomb from which Jesus would rise and grow and call all of us to follow him to follow him beyond fear and doubt and frustration, 
beyond idols and darkness and obsession and panic, beyond the wedge of death which now divides us as a community and a church and a nation and a world. Because God so loved all of us, this community and his church and our nation and his world, that he gave his only son, raised up in crucifixion, like Moses' snake on a stick, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but someday have eternal life. And more, between now and then, live in memento mori, a moment each day remembering your death so that you can have your life back without worry or fear. For the rest of today and tomorrow and the day after that. This is what happens to Nicodemus today. In the face of death, he got his life back. And that is what is happening to you here today. After a 15-month focus on death, today you are getting your life back too. You all know how this happens. At your baptism, you were reborn of water and the Spirit, just as Jesus says. In the font, Jesus killed you, and then he brought you back to life. At this Holy Supper, you taste the same body and blood of Jesus that was lifted up on his cross. Because his Eucharistic touch forgives everything, his body and his blood is your ticket to heaven, your free pass into the kingdom of God. Baptism at that font and the Holy Supper at this altar makes us one again, one community, one body of Christ, one holy Catholic apostolic church, and there is no wedge of death between us. Instead, the church is pulled together by divine love, because after all, God so loved the world that he sent his only son, not to condemn the world as evil and idolatrous and preoccupied and scattered and fearful and mean-spirited, and we are all of that, but to die and to rise so that we might enter the kingdom of God through him. So despite how horrible and sinful we all have been, today Jesus talks us and touches us back into his salvation through his word and sacrament. Like Nicodemus, Jesus resurrects you from darkness to light, from fear to courage, from rebellion to obedience, from useless to useful, from miserly to merciful, from hate to love, from despair to hope, from preoccupied to focused, giving you a life worth having and needs worth living a new life together in Christ. If you made it through the pandemic, then 
Memento Mori. Remember your death so that you can live today and tomorrow and forever with gratitude to God the Father who spared you. And in the humility of Jesus Christ, God the Son who leads you, and with obedience in virtue to God the Holy Spirit who gives you life today and tomorrow so that you can go back to loving your family and your friends and your nation and your world and even folks who disagree with you, even folks who do not look like you, because they too are children of this triune God and Jesus died for them as well. Remember all of that momentum. Remember all of that, and evil will lose its power, and death will lose its sting, and fear will lose his grip on us, and we will be free of much more than masks. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.